Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. He's former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers. That's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. Danny Mack is joining us here on the show via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Hear him weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN Scoops. With Danny Mac, Dan, always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? I am doing well. How about you guys? Oh, we are absolutely fantastic. So, Dan, in the last segment, <laughs> BK's head's going to explode, Danny. <laughs> Just a heads up for you, bud. We were okay. talking about what a report. This is nothing uh, of a surprise to me. <laughs> oh, Dan. Got BK. Let me set the table here before my my partner here jumps in. BK had a few extra minutes on his hand, and he literally did like the FBI crime world and put a piece of yarn around a multiple different pictures and timelines, and he's come up with something. And, and yeah, you know, he, uh, BK, I'll hand it off. So, Dan, um, yes. with that wonderful introduction, there's a gentleman by the name of Bob Elliott who covers baseball up in Toronto. He used to cover oh, the yeah. Expos and the Jays. He tweeted out last night, hearing that the Blue Jays are interested in Cardinals free agent second baseman Colton Wong, who has already turned down a multi-year offer from St. Louis. Now, I'm not surprised that there's interest elsewhere in Colton Wong. That makes a lot of sense to me. He's a good baseball player. What I was surprised by was the end of that sentence where he said, has already turned down a multi-year offer from St. Louis. I don't know what you know about this, if you know anything about this, but I wanted to ask you about it. Has there been a multi-year offer extended to Colton Wong? And what does that tell you about the Cardinals' potential interest in bringing him back if there has been? I have not heard that. Uh, Nothing would surprise me, though, in terms of wanting him back. Um, I don't think they would close the door on Colton Wong. I I think one of the things that you'd have to say is that he's not going to come back at $11.5 million or $12.5 million. I think, you know, one of the things that I thought that they would try to do was initially when this happened and they said, hey, we're, you know, rejecting the the option, you know, my thought process was that they would try to bring him back in a multi-year deal. That was my initial thought process from the beginning. So nothing would surprise me. It just wouldn't – the one thing that would surprise me is that they would bring him back at that initial price. So, uh, you know, nothing surprises me, but what would surprise me is at that price. So – you know, trying to bring him back at a at a different price level? No, that wouldn't surprise me. The amount of that money uh, would surprise me. Now, Danny, if we're talking about guys who have been, well, lack of better words, let go or not not signed yet or re-signed by the Cardinals, is there? A, do you think there's been an offer at all made to Yachty or Wayno yet? I mean. So it would indicate to me that maybe Mo would at least have thrown out some kind of a number, or do you think they'll just wait and see what Yachty comes back with? 
Well, I, I think they're, you know, kind of just seeing where the marketplace goes at this point. And I'm sure they've told both of them, look, before you sign anywhere, you know, you come back to us and we're going to make this thing go as far as we can with our resources to make this as attractive as we can and as fair as we can on our on our part. And they, they have a pretty good idea of what it's going to take, I'm sure. But they're going to make sure that they do everything they can to try to make sure that they get these guys back. Um, now, what that looks like, I don't think anybody knows exactly until we get to December 2nd and we start seeing the marketplace move. Now, we did have a, a little movement with Drew Smiley at $11 million. Um, we saw Robbie Ray resign with Toronto. So we, we've had a little movement. But I don't think anybody really knows what the marketplace is going to look like until we hit December 2nd. Let, let's stick on that path, Dan, because you mentioned uh, Smiley and the contract that he got. $11 million in for one year from the Braves. I think the, the question here is twofold. What do you think that signifies for the market? Because that seems like a lot more than I would have expected from him in this market. And second of, of all, what does that mean for Wayno and potentially going to the Braves? That certainly takes up at least one spot in the Braves rotation right there. Well, one of the things that the Atlanta Braves have done, they've had success now on these one-year deals. I mean, when you look at the bringer of rain uh, a couple of years ago in, in Josh Donaldson, that was a move that paid off for the most part for them. One-year deal for Ozuna paid off for them last year. One-year deal with Smiley. Um, you know, they're hoping that that move pays off. And if you look at on the surface, you say, yeah, that, that's kind of a lot of money. But you look at how he finished up the season, his strikeout rate went way up. Um, and he was throwing two to three miles an hour harder. And with the injuries that they've sustained in their rotation, they needed to bolster that thing. And also, they, they've gone with a system very similar to what Tampa Bay did, which was get through with their starters, a lineup, you know, one or two times through a lineup, and then kind of have those mid-tier guys to get to the back end of their bullpen. So adding arms as much as they can is what they want to do which seems to be what a lot of teams now, that kind of is the model. So in terms of Wainwright, I, I don't, I'm not sure that necessarily says, well, we're out of that market. I, I think they're going to be looking to add arms as much as they can. And how that pertains to Wainwright, time will tell. But it, it wouldn't tell me that they're out of that market one bit. Danny, we were chatting with Dave Kaplan earlier from Chicago, and he discussed you know, Theo Epstein leaving, obviously, and some of the players that they have – uh, currently on the roster that they'd like to move on from. But the one thing that caught me a little bit was he literally said, I think you're going to be shocked at who's non-tendered and who's going to be available from the Cubs. If that's the case and multiple teams around Major League Baseball are thinking the same thing, how is how will that affect the unrestricted free agents that are out there right now? And how much will that drive down the market for your mid-tier guys? Well, I think your middle-tier guys could be on the outside looking in. Uh, I, I really do, Jamie. I, I think there's going to be some big names of guys that when we get to baseball, they're looking for jobs, um, and, and that's unfortunate. But I do think that that is where we're going um, because there's going to be a, some of these mid-tier guys will sign because there's going to be deals out there to be had on one-year deals for these players. But some of the really good guys – could be looking for jobs and some of the higher paid guys will be saying, Hey, I, I I'm not going to accept that. And they'll be looking for jobs. I, I think it could be shocking for some of these players. And in talking with, um, I was actually talking to a, a prominent person in the game 
uh, within the last week. They think that it's going to be shocking potentially for some of these bigger name players that are going to hit the market. It's going to surprise a lot of people that will not be tendered contracts, and they're going to be shocked that they're not going to be picked up because they're thinking that their value is going to be higher than what this particular marketplace is going to bear. And it's going to be eye-popping some of the names that are out there and that, that those names do not get picked up. I, it's going to be fascinating. It really will be. We're talking to Danny Mack here on 101 ESPN. So after talking a little bit about some of those surprises and one of them earlier today that David Kaplan specifically mentioned was Chris Bryant. He's like, hey, listen, if I'm the Cubs, I'm not picking up a $20 million uh, tender for Chris Bryant. I'm just not doing it. And he doesn't think that there's any trade value out there for him either. It seems to me, Dan, like the Cubs are pretty clearly going into a rebuild here. With them going into the rebuild, the Pirates being awful, the Brewers taking a little bit of a step back, the Reds not having probably Trevor Bauer in the rotation this year. Are the Cardinals pretty clearly the favorites in the NL Central at this point, even if they don't add externally? I think they're among them. Um, I think the division looks fairly weak. And you look at what the division did in postseason play, and they got beat up a little bit. Um, And the Cardinals have what everybody wants, which is pitching. And they can win games because of their pitching, and you're playing primarily within your division. Yes. Uh, And the other thing that you have to look at, too, is that a lot of these teams are not poised to all of a sudden call up a bunch of great prospects. None of these teams – are poised to say, well, we are in the top five, let's say, in baseball in our minor league systems. Uh, That includes the Cardinals. Cardinals are in the middle of the pack. Um, They've got some good young pitching coming up that can help. They've got really good young pitching coming up, but not like a whole wave of guys coming up to say, well, we've got these guys that are going to help right now. It might be in two years, but they've got one or two guys that could help next year. So that's something to keep in mind, too. So, yeah, I think with the pitching that they have coming back, they, they definitely would be in the driver's seat to be considered, I think, one of the favorites to win that division, maybe by default. Dan, final question that I've got for you. We we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Who do you think is the most likely Cardinals player that is currently on the roster, so coming from in, in the, the inside right now, to provide some offensive improvement next year? Because if they're not going to spend a lot of money, you're going to have to improve somewhere. It's probably going to have to come from within. Who do you think is the most likely to play or to improve or to provide that improvement? Well, can I give you two names? And I know it's, you know, it's two names that you've heard year in and year out, but it's Tyler O'Neill and it's Lane Thomas. I mean, you know, I, I think the Cardinals will go out and get themselves an outfielder I think they have to and if they do that let's say it's a Jock Peterson I'm just going to throw this out there because if that's the guy and I'm just going to throw that out there or a left-handed bat then that becomes a platoon with Bader so then who else is there left then it's it's going to be O'Neal or it's going to be Elaine Thomas and it's going to be the combination of one or the other and they're trying to find guys that hit the ball out of the ballpark. And the way the game is played, and even Theo Epstein mentioned this yesterday, and he said, maybe I'm a contributor to this, and I don't necessarily like it, but guys that are the three-outcome guy, strikeout, walk, home run, it's not necessarily entertainment, but this is how the game is played. That's Tyler O'Neill right now. If Tyler O'Neill got 500 at-bats, he's a guy that probably hits you 25 home runs with a ton of strikeouts. Um, that's just the way the game is played. So if he got four to 500 at-bats, he's going to hit for some power. He's going to have stretches where he's going to get you 
some doubles and hits you the ball out of the ballpark. And if Lane Thomas and, and Lane Thomas guys was not right at the end of the year, COVID messed him up. I, I don't care what anybody says. He did not look right. And maybe he comes back into camp and he's the kind of player that we projected him to be, which is a, a steady major league player. Maybe not great, but steady. Um, if it's coming from within, it's got to be from one of those two guys. And that's the way I would look at it. He's Danny Mack here on weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. Check out his podcast, 101ESPN.com, Scoops with Danny Mack. You can also follow him on Twitter at Danny Mac TV. Dan, we always appreciate the time. We look forward to talking with you again next week. You got it. See you tomorrow, guys. You got it.